Hello everyone and welcome to the Book Nook. I am your host, Chase Pinsnow, and today is going to be all about the Chrysalids by John Wyndham. Imagine being a teenage boy in a small town and being raised to a certain standard that people think you are, but you really aren't what they think. This is how David from the Chrysalids has been raised. People all around him think that he is the quote-unquote true image, but he is not. David looks perfectly normal from the outside and fits the true image from what they can see, but he has a secret talent called telepathy that only other telepathic people know about. If other people without the telepathic ability find out, there is a good chance that he'll be tortured and banished or killed. This is the main plot of the story and shows him being held back by the resistance of the town, and when they find out, it shows his journey to escape the fiery death that his community has been waiting to give him. In this book talk, I'm going to be talking about a few main topics. I'm going to be talking about how the different characters in the plot affected the outcome of the story, what I think of all three societies' beliefs, and the outcome of the book and if I thought of the ending was necessary. I'm going to start by talking about David's father, Joseph Strum. David's father was the main person who ran his town, a mayor of sorts. He believed strongly in the religion of their people and was usually the person to torture or banish the mutant. One way he changed the plot was when he found and banished Sophie for having an extra toe, beating David for several reasons, leading the Waknuk people into a fight with the Fringes people, and so on. I think if David's father was not in the book, it would have much more serious mood. He played one of the villains in the book, and if he were not there, the main plot would not have existed. Now I'm going to talk about a less distinct but still important person, Michael. Michael was the leader of the mini-group of telepathic people. He played a big role by guiding the group to safety when their minds were crumbling due to stress. He lived with the enemy and worked with them so he could warn the main group of any danger if it were to come. Last, I'm going to talk about David. David, being the main character and seeing things through his point of view, makes the book furthermore need this character. He is a large contributor to the plot, from loving Rosalind, getting beaten, meeting Sophie, and more. He is the one that makes the story possible, and being one of the most action-packed characters makes him a smart choice for the main character. Now we are going to talk about three different societies. First, the Waknuk Society. The Waknuk Society is the one we see the most. They are very centered around one kind of people, represented by the book Nicholson's Repentances. Personally, I think this society is cruel. They hate anything that has the slightest difference from what is represented by the book. I think it's unfair to banish and castrate people who are born with an extra toe or longer arms because they cannot control it. They can't choose how they want to look or think. You're just made the way you are. Next, we will talk about the Zeland people. The Zeland people are new, judging that they have not had the telepathic ability their whole life, but they bred it into their modern lifestyle. They think similar to the Waknuk people, just they do not care for what you look like, they just want you to have the telepathic ability. I think everything about their society is fair, and having a preference of telepathy is cool. The only thing I think is completely crazy is that by the sound of it, they plan to be the only kind in the next couple of decades. I think this changed my outlook on their accepting city to a lot more restricting. Last, the Fringes people. These are the people who got completely screwed in the book by both sides. They ended up there because they had a deviant, and Waknuk banished and castrated them. And in the end, they all died from glue-like stuff that strangled them. These are the people who are just trying to get by, and I can understand why the Spider-Man kidnapped Rosalind. 
He was not in his right mind because he could not have kids by design, and this was his chance. I feel sought-after sympathy for all the people of the fringes and give them kudos for helping the telepathy group. Now we're going to take a quick break to welcome our sponsor today. Today's podcast is sponsored by Indigo. Shop the latest books, wellness, tech, and more at Indigo. Okay, we're back to talk about the ending. The ending of the book was gory, at least. Fighting to the death, and then bam, weird glue-like stuff just falls on top of you, strangling you to death. I think it's cruel bringing 20th century weapon to a medieval brawl, but I guess it proves that the Zealanders do not care about people without telepathy. The Zealand people did not even give a winner to the original fight. They just came in and killed everyone. I think this was a little extreme, and they could have just waited until the fight was over to collect the people with the telepathic ability. This would make for less casualties. I think for the book, it was necessary, but if this happened in real life, people would freak out. It's like if another country one day just decided that they did not like what we ate and bombed Canada. It wouldn't be smart, right? They lived halfway around the globe, and the people they killed did not pose a substantial risk to the Zealanders. Overall, even though the ending was grief and not ideal for most, I think in this situation, it really added to the story. It wrapped up well and showed all the open ends closed, so I think it was necessary. Last quick recess before we wrap up our podcast. Now, just a quick wrap up before I end this podcast. First, I would love to hear your feedback. Just give a call to 229-729-7469, and I might use your feedback on my podcasts in the future. Overall, I think what I said was true, and I feel that this was good, but disturbing book. I think not the type of book I would usually read, but I did enjoy it for the time being. I would rate this book 6 out of 10, and I'd recommend it for any person who reads dark sci-fi. I think I would say this book is appropriate for people over the age of 12. Thank you everyone for listening to my podcast. This has been Chase Pinsano, right out of the book nook, and I hope you'll tune in to my next podcast.